Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We have some super spicy round two NHL playoffs coverage, uh, including some serious previews and predictions coming up on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. But we're also going to talk about a really exciting development for the Winnipeg Jets, the announcement of an interview with Barry Trotz for the head coaching vacancy. Is Trotz a good fit for this team? What should we expect if he is to sign with Winnipeg long term? All of this coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Or locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. You can find us on Odyssey, Google, Megaphone, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all of your favorite platforms were available for you 24-7, all day, every day. And uh, of course, the pre, you know, we really appreciate your love and support. We thank you so much for liking and subscribing. And uh, thank you so much for choosing to make Locked on Jets your first listen of the day, every day. On tonight's episode, we have some order of uh, orders of business to get through. Uh, obviously, the 2022 NHL playoffs are now kicking in, into round two. Um, and as I'm recording this, the first couple of games are currently underway. We'll talk about uh, the series um, game one outcomes on tomorrow's episode. But for tonight, I don't want to focus on series previews and what I could see potentially happening in all four series. I think that round two is potentially one of the most exciting round twos that we've had in some time. But before we talk about the NHL playoffs, there is a big bit of news for Jets fans. Um, that is the announcement that Barry Trotz has actually interviewed with Palmer or has interviewed with the Winnipeg Jets. And Barry Trotz, you know, for a lot of a lot of folks are probably wondering, um, is Barry, you know, for one thing, going to come to Winnipeg? And I think that that is a very difficult question to answer. Uh, Trotz has a number of options. He's been linked to Vegas, and he's also been linked to the uh, Philadelphia Flyers vacancy. Now, the other two options might be more attractive. Um, with the Knights, you have a team and organization that is seemingly run decently well if you like veteran teams. And that's kind of why I feel like Trotz might actually be a, a better fit for Vegas not that I think he's actually going to be good for the team, but he could be, given where that team is uh, on paper and with the roster situation, he might actually make more sense there. With the Flyers, I kind of don't really know if the fit is uh, amazing either. Um, part of the issue with the Philadelphia Flyers is that they have like a, a lot of weird roster situations. Uh, Sean Couturier is kind of coming towards the end of his tenure as a Flyer. You've lost Voracek, Giroux. Um, and a number of other players over the past couple of years. And so you have a burgeoning young core. Um, and we all know that Trotz, when it comes to youth players, he doesn't always have the best track record. Uh, it's not that I think he would run the team into the ground. I mean, it, it really, it literally cannot get worse than what it's been over the past season or two. But by the same token, I don't know if he is what they need. I feel like Philadelphia wants a more progressive vision, something looking towards the future. And I, I just... I don't get the sense that Trotz is exactly the antidote to what ails that squad. I think that they need a little bit more, a little bit more forward, for, uh, forward thinking coaching, 
um, like a Mike Sullivan type. Uh, obviously, finding somebody of Mike Sullivan's caliber and style is extremely difficult right now because, you know, there's just not many candidates who would probably tick off all those boxes. But at least somebody who thinks in, in the way that he does and is willing to keep an open mind, I think, is really important for the team. Now, aside from that, you know, question number two is, given those vacancies, why would Trotz join the Jets? And I think the Jets actually present a, a pretty compelling argument because um, they are closer to Trotz's hometown. They have a, a team that's mixed with lots of veterans, plus some really promising young players. Uh, you might argue that it is similar in some capacity to the team that he used to coach with the Caps. Um, I don't know that it's really on that level necessarily. It's not like we're dealing with a generational goal scorer, uh, Kuznetsov, um, Vrana, all of these other amazing talents. We have some guys who would probably compare favorably to some of those players, but certainly not as many as the Caps had. And so this team, I, I think, Trots could get them to play much more respectable hockey than they have been over the past couple of years, but it's going to come at some, you know, at, at some serious costs. As far as Trotz is concerned, though, this place is really good for him because there is a lot of job security. He would probably get a chance to decide when he's done. And so in that respect, if you want a place to settle down, Winnipeg would probably be it. Now, I don't know if that trend is going to continue because it does seem like Winnipeg is maybe getting a little bit unsettled. You know, maybe they're expecting more out of this next season. I don't really know. I, it's hard to really get a sense of what exactly the front office believes or doesn't believe because, you know, all we're getting is like secondhand rumors and hearsay. Um, so from Trotz's perspective, I think that there is some stuff here to work with. The only thing that he probably might not enjoy is that, again, this team is trying to put more youth into the lineup and there is a super toxic locker room situation. So those might not be ideal fits for what he wants to do. The third question that you might ask is, would Trotz be a good pick for the Jets? And I have two answers for this. On the one hand, yes, if your choice is between Trotz and somebody like Carlisle, I think that Barry is a much better coach. He is a veteran, experienced winner. And, you know, you might look at Randy and say, well, he's also won a Stanley Cup. And it's like, yeah, but it's because he had one of the greatest rosters in Anaheim Ducks history. And he really didn't accomplish that much with it aside from the one cup run. So, you know, Randy, I, I think he might have had a, a bit of good fortune, but I don't think it's something he could really replicate with the Jets. My other answer is going to be no, in part because I think Barry wants to take the team in a different direction, be very defensively responsible as a whole. But it often means coming at the, you know, at the cost of like high end counters, lots of fast speed and the sort of aggression that I think would really make the Jets a much more offensively ambitious team. So it's a mixed bag for me. Look, I'll be honest. If we're looking at experienced coaching candidates, Winnipeg's pool of choices is pretty limited. I'd prefer they got, you know, go outside the box or something here, but I, I don't suspect that they will. This is, after all, the Jets that we're talking about. And if anything, they always kind of hew towards a little bit more of a conservative approach. So I'm not holding my breath. I'd love to have more exciting expectations, but I think we all know that most likely it's going to be like Trotz or Carlisle or somebody of that ilk. And I hope if if this is our choice pool, please be Trotz and not somebody else. But I'd be curious to know what you think about Barry. Do you want him joining the Jets? Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For now, though, we are going to transition to talking about the NHL playoffs. Obviously, this is a really exciting time for a lot of you. And round two in particular has some matchups that I think are really worth discussing. 
and uh, maybe even giving some of our very bold hot take predictions. They're not going to be that hot, I, I promise. They're going to be pretty normal predictions, but all of that's going to be coming up in right just a moment. Before we go any further, though, I want to shout out the wonderful folks at Built Bar. Uh, if you've ever heard me talk about Built Bar, you know that I am personally a big fan. They're the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've also got a really cool new flavor called Birthday Cake Puff. Uh, we actually got to sample it pretty recently. And man, they they describe it as like dipping your finger into a tub of birthday cake frosting. But the best part is there's just none of the guilt. These bars clocking at around 150 calories and feature 16 grams of protein. All of the flavor and awesomeness of a birthday cake without any of the calories that you normally associate with something so sugary and so sweet. It's awesome, man. I love it. Um, but of course, you might not be into birthday cake puff, and that's totally cool. That's why they've got a whole bevy of other amazing flavors like raspberry dark chocolate, coconut almond, coconut, uh, orange. I mean, they've got such a great variety. And if you can't choose, get the mix box with 12 different flavors so you can pick your own personal favorite. I highly recommend it. It's a great way to sample all of their flavors. And just like birthday cake puffs, they're super healthy, very low in calories, low in carbs, and packed with lots of protein. So seriously, you cannot go wrong. To place your order, go to built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are returning to talk about the 2022 NHL playoffs uh, and previewing round two, which should be super, super interesting. Before we get ahead of ourselves, though, I just wanted to say thank you so much again for choosing to make Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It features nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And I really do recommend this one because, you know, we're the only network that really gives you such, such a cool, easy to access, digestible format, giving you the most important takeaways from all of the action around the league. Locked On Now condenses everything that's important to you and gives it to you in a super convenient format. So give them a follow again. We super love and appreciate all of your support, especially during these times. Now, on to the actual NHL playoffs, which you can actually find some of the game takeaways and analysis uh, on Locked On now. I'm going to give you some thoughts on the series preview that I have. We have four different series, and I think all of them have compelling storylines in one way or another. Starting off with the first two games that were, you know, are actually underway right now. Uh, one finished earlier this evening. The second one is currently underway. We have Tampa Bay versus Florida in the first series. And this one, for me, is a very interesting, interesting series because I feel like Tampa Bay this year is nowhere near as good as it's been in previous seasons. And yet, based on the first round in which they ousted a, like a super strong Toronto Maple Leafs team, Tampa Bay may have the it factor again. This team, even when they play poorly, I think the biggest thing with them is that it doesn't always matter. You know, they have this quick countering ability to punish you on mistakes. They have elite goal scoring. They have an elite goaltender. Uh, the defense is a little questionable, if I'm being honest. Um, Sergeyev and Hedman are decent. Uh, Hedman, of course, is more than decent. But, you know, the rest of that lineup is not as strong as it used to be. Uh, you know, it, it's it's an OK unit, right? But that's not really what you're looking to get the most value out of. Instead, Tampa Bay has kind of built this super deep top nine with a really strong fourth line that provides defensive measures um, to basically give you a lineup that's just extremely difficult to play against and match up against. 
Now, the one thing in the Panthers' favor is that Cole or is that um, Braden Point is now out. I don't know how long that's going to be um, for because he had the injury against uh, Toronto or something the other day, and obviously. I think he's still getting evaluated, and it was just in Game 7, so there's not really been a lot of recovery time. But if Point is going to miss this series, you know, the Lightning might be in a bit of trouble. I I don't know if it's enough to really derail the whole um, momentum that they've built and the really strong performance that they could be having, but I do think that the Lightning are are certainly going to miss Point at all situations. The Panthers, I mean, Florida is getting Ekblad back. Um, He's played a couple of games, and I don't think it was amazing against Toronto, but you know, once he sort of steadies himself and gets the ship back on trail or back on track, I think he's going to be setting sail for for greener pastures. I, I think that his performance early on is probably not super indicative of what we'll see throughout the postseason. I think he'll go back to being what he is, which is just a really great top four defender with some really high end upside um, and a great shot, great vision. And defensively, he was pretty decent this year. So Yeah, I I think the Panthers team, they don't really have a lot to worry about. Uh, Just a couple of things that might be a worrying sign. You know, against the Caps, they had some defensive vulnerabilities uh, and Bobrovsky wasn't 100%. I don't know if that's going to be the same case against Tampa Bay, but if if the Caps push them uh, pretty decently far, all told, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning might be a real test. So we'll see. We've got, of course, game one completed. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll tell you on tomorrow's episode what exactly happened um, and give some insight there. But the next game that I wanted to talk about is one that, you know, you might not be, I would say, as interested in unless you really like the Western Conference. It's St. Louis versus Colorado. And I feel like unless you really have a vested rooting interest, this series is just kind of it's good. You know, you've got two really strong teams. Um, Colorado is a cup favorite. I think most people would probably be interested in what the Avs do. Uh, St. Louis, I mean, they're a veteran winner. They're a proven squad. They've certainly had strong performances over the years, but is anyone really excited to see them? Yeah, I mean, they're okay. Again, I view them kind of like a team that's just the requisite great uh, title contender, but not a team that I particularly care about. Uh, It's the Blues, right? It's St. Louis. Um, They just don't really elicit a strong personal or emotional reaction from me. Uh, You know, Colorado, I I would probably prefer to see advance. I feel like they are one of the few teams that stacks up well against, say, a Tampa Bay or a Florida. Um, One of those teams I do think is going to be likely in the cup finals. But, you know, the playoffs are chaos, so maybe I should avoid uh, putting my predictions out there. But I do think, you know, between these two teams, I, I still think Colorado's got it. It might take the full seven games, though. Um, and I just realized I didn't predict who I thought was coming out of Tampa Bay versus Florida. I think Florida will find a way to get it done in seven games, but I would not be shocked if that also changes and uh, the, the the lightning end up kind of upsetting the card a little bit. I don't even know if I can call it an upset either because both teams are so good. But, you know, I think most people do expect the Panthers to be the one prevailing. Now, there are a couple more series that are worth discussing. I'll preview those and give you a prediction in just a little bit. But before we go any further, do want to shout out our wonderful partners at BetOnline. Our friends at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. They have all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, uh, you know, all the professional fights that you're interested in, and even next season's NFL futures. Not into those? No problem. They've also got European football. Um, they've got all sorts of college sports. 
It even got Vegas casino games. So if you're not into sports at all, Vegas casino games can be your escape. BetOnline really is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, playoffs, esports, and so much more. They've got you covered on all the bases. I mean, there's really no uh, reason you shouldn't give them a shot. I've actually used BetOnline before, thought it was super easy, even for somebody like me who doesn't really uh, do any sort of online gambling. I thought BetOnline.net, super convenient, super easy to pick up, really couldn't have been a uh, simpler process. So go to BetOnline.net on your laptop or mobile device to check out the latest action right now, because BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these uh, closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are wrapping up our first uh, preview run of round two of the 2022 NHL playoffs. We up next have the New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. This for me is probably the most lopsided series of, uh, of this whole first round. I think Carolina will probably take care of the Rangers in five games. Maybe that's a little bit generous because Igor Shesterkin has kind of been the equalizing factor between uh, the Rangers and basically anyone that they've played this year, um, the Pens included, but I, I still think Carolina is just too deep, too skilled, um, and the Rangers too thin to really mask all of their deficiencies. I, I think the Rangers are finally going to get exposed. I just don't think that Shusterkin can really keep out Carolina forever. The Canes are a really deep team, and while Boston may have pushed them the full distance, I still think the Canes are going to have a much easier time against a Rangers team that is very generous inside the slot. Now, that might not mean much if Shishterkin saves everything, but I think even Igor showed some cracks against the Pens. Not stuff that I would say he could really be faulted for. I mean, this is, you know, a goalie doing his best to try and keep his team in it. But, you know, by the same token, maybe he's a little more vulnerable than people thought. So, yeah, that series, I, I think I'm going to call five games for Carolina, I think. That's not unrealistic, but maybe they surprise me. Maybe, again, the Rangers force a Game 7, and if they do, it's probably because Shesterkin and maybe somebody like Kreider or uh, Panarin really starts to lead the way and take charge of that playoff series. Now, the series that we're all really, really excited and waiting for, the big, uh, the big chimichanga, the one that I think is one of the most hotly anticipated series ever, We've got the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton versus Calgary. I don't care if either of these teams are cup contenders or not. I'm just super ready for this series because every time these teams meet, it's just lightning fast action, a lot of physical intensity. You've got two teams that genuinely hate each other. Now, I will say Calgary is, for me, still a cup contender. Maybe not a favorite. Uh, I, I think against Dallas, we kind of saw them struggle against a team that played what the Flames used to do back in the good old days of really boring, low-event hockey. But, you know, they still squeak through. They got some great saves from Jacob Markstrom. Johnny Goudreau had a monster playoff series. I think that this presents one of the most interesting playoff matchups I've seen in a long time. You've got the really fast, high-flying, but extremely flawed Edmonton Oilers um, that kind of rely on McDavid and Drysaddle to do everything versus a Flames team that is deep and well-balanced but maybe lack some of the elite, elite finishing talent of a team like Tampa Bay or Florida. So yeah, an interesting mishmash of styles. I think Calgary might get through in six games, but that's a little bit ambitious. It's probably going to go to seven. Uh, and honestly, I would not be shocked if Edmonton somehow gets through. I feel like the Oilers power play could be a really big difference maker. And if Calgary is undisciplined, it's going to be a mess. Um, 
I'm sure Daryl Sutter is already not looking forward to this matchup. Unlike the Dallas Stars, Edmonton has some serious firepower in the top nine, enough to really upset the cart. So yeah, the Flames are going to have to be on their best behavior and just really hope and pray that the Oilers don't start to gain any sort of offensive rhythm. You know, Edmonton against the Kings, despite having to go the full seven, they had a couple of games where they just absolutely lit the uh, the Kings up. So Flames, you know, Jacob Markstrom, you best be ready. This is as as hype of a series as I could possibly imagine. I think it could be the best series of the playoffs. Uh, maybe not necessarily in quality, but in terms of just fun hockey. I mean, this is like a series between two of the most storied rivals in, in the NHL. I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Uh, and we'll get to see what it looks like uh, later tomorrow. But, you know, those are the four big series. I'd be curious to know which ones you're watching. Let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Give me your series predictions and who you think is actually going to emerge from uh, all of these matchups. You can also drop your predictions down in the YouTube comments below. Really love and appreciate the fact that you guys engage with the show and uh, keep giving us your feedback and what you think about the team or any of these playoff series, or even something that you think we should talk about on a future episode. Be sure to uh, drop those comments there, or again, like on my Twitter, and uh, I will be sure to take a look and possibly even give you a really fun episode based on your requests. For tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. I thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.